With the holiday season just around the corner, today I'm going to be sharing six of my favorite value wines that you will always find in my house, especially over the holiday. These are the wines that I pull out for friends, family. They are great for crowds, for just a simple dinner for two. These are the wines that are staples in my wine rack. I have been serving and enjoying for years. And around this time of year, as I get lots of questions about shopping for wines and buying gifts or what kind of wine should I have at my party, I wanted to share with you the wines that are actually in my house because maybe it'll inspire you and give you some ideas. I need to caveat this episode and say that none of the wines are sponsored. This is not a sponsored post. This is just me sharing with you six wines that I love, enjoy, and love sharing with family and friends. So if you're curious to know what my six wines are, they are delicious and wallet-friendly. Let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Smiley Aaron Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, You should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. I want to make sure that you leave every single episode with some real-life helpful tips that you're going to be able to use right away to help you find wines that you are going to love and enjoy and be able to share with your family and friends. Now, before we dive into the six wines, I do just want to take a minute to say thank you to everyone who has listened and has followed along as this podcast has grown and evolved. I cannot thank you enough for your support. Many of you have reached out over the years and had questions and comments, and I so appreciate all of your thoughts and your insights. So please continue to that. I'm excited to say that we are now in over 21 countries around the world, which is just amazing to me. And I just wanted to say a big thank you. And of course, happy holidays to everyone that is celebrating. We have lots of magical events happening around this time of year, and I hope that all of you have a safe, happy, and wonderful celebration with your family and friends. Let's get started, and I'm going to share wine number one. Now, these are in no specific order. All of these wines are favorites of mine, and the first one I need to share is the Penfold Kunga Hill Shiraz Cabernet Blend. I love this wine. It comes as a screw cap. Don't let that scare you. If you're afraid of screw caps, please don't be. If you're buying a $2 wine in a screw cap, well, maybe that's a bit of an adventure. But otherwise, we have great wines on screw caps. So I'm hoping you're not afraid of them. Now, this is an Australian wine, obviously coming from the famed winery Penfold, who makes one of the world's most collectible wines, Penfold's Grange. So you know that the house that this wine is coming from is top tier. And if you listen to my previous episode on second label wines, This is not a second label, it's a few more tiers down, but it goes on the same premise of we know when we're getting this value-based wines from Penfolds that the pedigree of where it comes from is top-notch, so you're not going to go wrong. But this makes my top six list because it's a vibrant blend of Shiraz and Cabernet, it's full-bodied, it has a lovely balance of fruit and spice, it's velvet, mouthfeel, it has tannins, but they're not too aggressive, they're lovely and smooth. This is one of those wines you can put out if you're just doing a potluck dinner. You just need a nice, beautiful red wine that's not too overpowering, but still you feel like you've had a glass of red wine. This is it. It's great for barbecue in the summer. It's good for stews in the winter. It can be as fancy as you want it to be, but the Pimples Kunga Hill Shiraz Cabernet Blend is definitely one of the wines you will always find in my house. 
And I do want to let you know that I have put all of these wines in the show notes below as an easy list. So if you are shopping, you're going to be able to easily find them. Now, in regards to price, all of these wines are going to fall in that sort of $18 to $30 range, depending where you are in the world. I reference Canadian prices where I am, and I know some of you, the wines will be less. Some of you may be a bit more, but these are also wines that are common. You should be able to find them anywhere in the world. And they're wines that definitely watch for when they go on sale because you can pick up a few extra bottles to have on hand for when you're entertaining. Now, wine number two I've spoke about on previous episodes. This is the Wente Morning Fog Chardonnay. This comes out of California, and this is a quintessential beautiful Chardonnay. It is lightly oaked in that it is round. It has a nice mouthfeel, touch of vanilla, some creaminess to it, but still some bright, nice apple, that acidity makes your mouth water. It is so good with food. So if you're doing anything like that has melted cheese on it or maybe a baked brie, or this is a great wine for roast turkey, roast chicken, anything that way. The Wente Morning Fog at Chardonnay is just beautiful. Really nice balanced Chardonnay with the best of all things. It's, it has that refreshing acidity that makes your mouth water, has a creaminess that brings a nice balance to it, but it's not overpowering. It's a beautiful wine to share when you're having people over and maybe you are having some cheese out and there's some creamy dips and there's all the yumminess that goes along with holiday get-togethers, anything with pastries. So if you're doing little tarts or a chicken pot pie, mashed potatoes, butter, anything like that, this wine is going to go with it. So the Wente Morning Fog Chardonnay, great example of a very balanced, beautiful Chardonnay, always in my house. Wine number three on my list is the Erasmus Wild Ferment Pinot Noir. Now, Erasmus coming out of Chile. This is a wonderful winery. They have a lot of earth-friendly practices. Wild ferment yeasts are always exciting wines for anybody who's a bit of a wine geek. It means that they allow the yeast in the air and the ambient of the vineyard to be the predominant yeast for that winemaking, which is always a bit of a gutsy move. But this is a beautiful Pinot Noir where you're going to get those nice, raspberry, cranberry flavor, some black tea, bit of spice comes off of it. It's definitely more of a fruit forward pinot, but you do get that earthiness, the dried leaves coming through. Very, very versatile. It's very people-friendly with lots of fruit flavors. It's not so rich that it's too much. It's not so light that it's just a little too tart for some people. This is a really balanced pinot noir. Great for vegetarian dishes, good with turkey, some charcuterie, easy sipping. This is that beautiful sort of mid-weight red wine to bring out at a party. This is also screw cap and it is wonderful. But the Raspberries Wild Ferment Pinot, definitely one of my favorite wines and always in my home. For wine number four, we're heading to Italy and this is the Zanato Rapasso. So Zanato, a wonderful Italian producer and Zanato is a wonderful house they have a beautiful Amarone that many people will know, as well as the Valpocella. And the Rapasso is the child, if you will, of Amarone and Rapasso in that this wine is a Valpolicella that goes into the barrels of Amarone and it gets a little bit extra richness. So this is wonderful if you're looking for an Italian wine that has a bit of extra oomph, but it's not too much. This is perfect. Get those beautiful dark cherry aromas on the nose. 
hints of minerality, some wonderful bright acidity, so your mouth water. So if you're doing any traditional pasta dishes with tomatoes, meat, and all of those wonderful flavors baked together, this is a wonderful wine. Also, if you're just sitting out with some beautiful Italian cheeses and meat, some olives, artichokes, whatever you would like, or your favorite pizza, this is the wine that usually just comes out when I can't decide what to have, but if I open a bottle of Zanata Rapasso, there'll be something that inspires me in the kitchen that will go with this wine. So a wonderful wine. If you sit and just savor it, it is fairly complex in that you'll keep finding new flavors and layers in it, but definitely a wine that I think once you have, if you haven't had it before, you're going to think, hey, I think this needs to be in my house all the time. So wonderful Italian wine to bring into your holiday celebrations. Wine number five is the Chateau Sancerre Sancerre. So this is a classic French white wine. I love the Loire Valley. It's one of my favorite regions in France, not just to visit, but also the foods and the wines of the region. And I really love a beautiful Sauvignon Blanc. Now, this is a bit more subtle than New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And it's a little bit firmer. A lot of people will like a Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio is a beautiful wine, but sometimes it's just a little too light for me. So this Chateau Sancerre, Sancerre, it's a historic site. It's an historic winery, and this wine is so balanced and beautiful. You're going to get those lovely herbaceous flavors of thyme, soft grapefruit and lemon. It's just a really beautiful wine if you're doing anything with like seafood with a squeeze of lemon on top or fresh green salads or asparagus, or you just want a nice crisp white wine to serve. This one is delicious. It's definitely going to go with anything that you have lemon flavors coming out of. It is not the wine to pair if you're doing a creamy dish. That one would go more with the Wente Chardonnay. But this, the beautiful Sancerre, definitely is going to be your wine if you're doing something with tart, let's say if you're doing olives and just an olive pizza or or feta cheese, or goat's cheese, and all of those wonderful things. This is your clean, crisp white for the holidays. And the last wine on my list is a rosé. I think you always need to have a rosé in the house. And the one that I usually have around the holidays, there are so many to choose from. This is really hard, this list. Let me be honest, it's a bit like choosing which one of the kids to take to a party. You can't take them all. So you have to na nail down your list. But in saying that, I really like the Gerard Bertrand Côte de Rosé from the south of France, from the Côte de Rhone. It is a beautiful, very pale rosé. You've probably seen the bottle. It is glass. And on the bottom of this beautiful glass bottle, it's shaped like a rose. So I always keep the bottles as well. So once we're done the wine, I keep the bottles and we wash them out. And then I fill them with water to put on the table during celebrations. They're really pretty. This also has a glass cork, this bottle, which is really cool. So if you haven't had a bottle of wine with a glass cork before, this is going to give you an opportunity to have one. And if you're wondering, how do I open a glass cork? All you're going to have to do is use the little knife on your corkscrew and just pop the edge up and it's just going to come off really easy. Much like when you have old school jam and you have the two layers of the lid and you have to pop the seal, this is going to work the same way. But this is a very soft, subtle rosé. You're going to get hints of strawberry and raspberry on the nose. Nice, refreshing acidity. going to make your mouth water. It is a beautiful, pale pink in the glass. It's so pretty, especially with all the Christmas lights. But if you're looking for just a gorgeous bottle, both in flavor, but also it's beautifully made with the glass with the rose on the bottom of it, 
this is a wonderful wine to have. But I highly recommend always having a rosé when you're just not sure what to put out. Rosé, a nice, dry, crisp from the south of France. Rosé, you can never go wrong in my book. So those are my six value-based wines. All of them are going to be between that $18 to $30 here in Canada. Again, they may be different for you, but these wines you will always find in my house. Now, I do want to say that, of course, bubbles are always in my house as well, but this list is of still wines that you'll find, not bubbling styles, because you'll definitely always find a Prosecco, a Cava, and a Champagne in my house at all times as well. So I hope this list has been helpful. I know that I have gone through this rather quickly, but I wanted to tell you about the wines and give you a little insight of what you can expect in the glass and give you some food pairing ideas. And I think this is a really good list. This is definitely, if you walk down with me to my kitchen right now, you would find all of these wines in the kitchen. They are all ready to go. And during the holidays, I'd like to keep between two or three bottles of each in the house, just in case I have more guests than I'm expecting. I do want to remind all of you that just because a wine may be expensive, doesn't mean that it's going to be your favorite, as well as just because a wine is of great value, doesn't mean that you should expect less from it in the glass. There are wines you are going to love at all price points, and it's exciting. This loving wine and learning more about wine is a lifelong adventure, and it's really just about finding which wine for this day, for this meal, works the best for you. But these are wonderful wines that I bring out every holiday. I'm not going to lie. They are my tried and true. They're my favorite pair of blue jeans, so to speak, wines in my closet. And I hope that if you try them, let me know what you think of them. Maybe one of these will become a new favorite for you. I do hope that you enjoy them as much as I do. And if you need a good gift for somebody, maybe this is a good list to use as a bit of gift buying ideas as well. Now, I do have an exciting announcement for you. I have launched a Christmas cookie and wine pairing course. I used to do this tasting live all of the time for both big and small groups. And what I have done is I've put it all together in a little mini course. I've also done a bonus beer tasting with Christmas cookies. So you're going to learn how to pair four different Christmas cookies with different wines and or beers, as well as I've created a host guide and a booklet and little tent cards if you want to set up stations, if you're having a walkabout cocktail style. So if you're interested to learn how to make magical Christmas cookie pairings, then the link is in the show notes below. And I've just put it as $9.99. It's just a great fun course in an hour and a bit. You can learn all the pairings and you can create your own event or maybe add them in and start a new holiday tradition with your friends and family. So I did want to share with you that that's now live and obviously it will come down after Christmas. So it's a very time limited course. Now on that note, I want to thank you all for hanging out with me today. Be sure to like, share and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And if you have any questions or comments, please reach out. You can reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com or come say hello over on Instagram or TikTok. You'll find me at winegirlacademy. And I've got lots of fun tips happening over there on social media for you as well. So don't forget about the Christmas course. If you're interested, just hit the link below in the show notes. And all the wines I talked about are in the show notes for you as well. So have a great week, everybody. Cheers to you. Bye now.